Welcome to 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, where I help passionate entrepreneurs condense an hour of business research into 22 minutes of powerful conversations filled with knowledge, stories, and advice to help you achieve your one-year goal in 90 days. From national stages to your earbuds, I'm here to tell you that it's possible to have a profitable and sustainable business without the fear of overwhelm and uncertainty that comes with being an entrepreneur. It's all mojo and none of the fluff. It's time to get motivated in 22 minutes. This was so good. Before we even went into um, beautiful introductions, we just dove right into this episode. So, but you know what? We're get her done kind of girls, right? Like yeah, we don't, right. We don't no, sit on no the mess. sidelines. Okay. So to properly introduce you, introduce yourself and a little bit more about you specifically. So I don't care who goes first, but okay, you want me to start? All yeah, right, let's great. do Meredith. All right. So I am a uh, business growth strategist. I have been at this for uh, well over 25 years. I've been named one of the top uh, 15 business growth experts to watch, one of the top 41 motivational sales speakers, and one of the top sales experts to follow on LinkedIn. My passion is truly helping my clients learn to turn uncertainty to competitive advantage, whether that means leadership, whether that means sales, whether that means really building talent at every level of your organization. Yeah, deep and rich, exactly the reason why we've got you here, because <laughs> we all need to learn from people like you, Meredith. That's amazing. So Meredith Elliott Powell. Okay, how about you, Mary? My name is Mary Kelly. I spent 25 years on active duty in the Navy. I was trained by the very best leadership experts our nation has, as well as other people throughout other countries. And I'm very fortunate now to take the experience I got while I was on active duty in the Navy, and I get to apply it to the business community. I improve profit growth through leadership development. Much of that is strategic planning, it's leadership development at every level of your bench, it's making sure that you've got the business growth strategies in place to survive turmoil, uncertainty, making sure your people have a purpose, all of those things that right now a lot of people are struggling with. I've authored 13 books, several of those are being used in different countries, uh, four being used by the military for leadership, and I am very, very fortunate to be able to do what I do and to serve my clients in a way that takes advantage of, I've got a PhD in economics, so I get to use that and focus on profit growth. I think you can be a great leader, but if you're not actually helping your organization grow or your business grow and allow your employees, your people, and your community to benefit, then it's kind of like Celine Dion just singing in the shower, not sharing her gift. Okay, so how did you guys team together? How did you ignite and come together on this? I met Meredith at an NSA conference, I think was the first time, and I'd been following her work, and at one point, I said, you know, and we just met, and I said, you know what, I said, I just like you so much, and we just met, and that sounds so weird, and I love your background in banking and your financial smarts, and I've seen you present, and you're so talented. I've never said this to another human being, but I think we're probably going to collaborate on something in the future. Mm -hmm. I just don't know what it is, and instead of going, wow, you're a crazy person, and go away, she went, uh-huh, that's a great idea, and then it just happened, so... That That's it. how it's supposed to happen though, right? I mean, really, truly, it's like the purest, most organic way. It's not when you're looking for it that it ignites, I think, you know, that connectivity. So good for you. Good yeah. for you. Okay. So Mary, what's your background? So oh, I spent put your seatbelt on. <laughs> well, um, I spent 26 years on active duty in the Navy. I went to the Naval Academy. I'm one of the first women to graduate from the Naval Academy. I spent most of my career in Asia. I started out hunting Russian submarines and then Chinese submarines and then um, uranium and then the Republican Guard and then terrorists. And then I transitioned into running bases. I was a chief of police for 
for Hawaii. I was an HR director. I had command of a pay and personnel detachment from Oklahoma to the Middle East. And then I was a professor. So along the way, I earned a couple of masters and a couple of PhDs and wrote some books for the Navy. Then I transitioned back into the corporate world. Okay. Fascinating how, yeah, <laughs> that background. Okay. So now uh, what's the succession plan? Like what spurred that? And tell me a little bit more about the succession plan. Um, so m- many people don't realize military wise that we have to plan for succession every two to three years. You have to remember that in the military, one third to one half of your workforce is gone every single year. And we plan actively for who takes our place after us. And we also have to plan for what happens next. And that's where some of this came from in the Who Comes Next book. And that is many civilians, they get themselves into a job and they think they're secure, but they're not. And turbulent times call for extreme measures. And some people wind up not having jobs or you get promoted or you retire or somebody gets sick. And all of a sudden you're left without critical roles being filled in your organization. Well, we in the military have to contend with that all the time. So we took some of those principles and applied them to our civilian clients. And that seemed to resonate really well. And Meredith also had some great experience with her clients and she was already doing this with them. It's interesting because, you know, we started all this um, right before anybody even heard of COVID-19. So the idea was really about um, you started because so much of the boomer generation was going to retire. Who's going to take their place? Well, now we're down to the point of who knows if anybody's ever going to retire again in our lifetime, right? And uh, But you still have the problem of you could have lost critical positions right now. You need to be thinking about the sustainability of your business. And one of the innovative things we did with the book is when you think about succession, you think about it just at the C-suite. But this is really succession all the way through the organization, really looking at your organization and saying, who are the most important? What are the most critical positions? And do I have a plan in place? no matter how large or small my company is, so that I can have it, it really is successful for the long run and can survive no matter what. Okay, so who's the target audience? Like, who is this book best positioned for? And the course training and and this and that. So tell me about the course training, and then who is it positioned for? So the book is really positioned for people who, uh, three categories. First off, senior people who want to know Am I going to stay here? Do I have an opportunity to move up? Um, What's going to happen next? Board members who are looking at their executives, because right now the baby boomer generation is getting to that point where, well, before this last couple months, they were looking at retiring. And they're wondering, you know, what do we do next? Who's going to replace them? What do we need to be looking at? Who do we need to be looking at? And what needs to happen? And then the third group are those folks who are kind of in mid-level looking around going, if I'm not going to be at the top, of this organization, I need to be looking for either why I'm not going to be at the top, what skills I need to get, or credentials I need to obtain before getting to the top, as well as, you know, do I need a viable plan to be somewhere else if I'm not? And so it really focuses on making sure you're taking advantage of all the talent across these levels throughout your organization. It kind of reminds me of that episode of West Wing when the president lost his secretary and everything was just an upheaval. You know, we think it's just the people at the top and we think it only affects people at the top, but that's not true. It affects every single person at every level of the organization. And when senior people leave at whatever seniority they are, they take other people with them. And that creates a long-term uncertainty for not only your own employees, but also your clients and your customers. They want to know that that account manager they've been working with either has passed it off to somebody else or they're going to be well cared for by the person who assumes that role. No question. 
Okay, so this is all happening with COVID-19, right? We're in the third week. I would say we're kind of, the space and time for our recording is the end of March here. So this episode is going to be following, right? So let's say it's, it's 90 days from today. You know, based on the experience that both of you have and the experts that you are, what are you seeing right now? What can you do to offer support or guidance for, for businesses? And as we talk about profit and leadership, I'll just jump in. I mean, I think that I'm really advising clients right now to divide their areas into four, like to really think about, they need to be thinking about, and they need to take some time and have a strategy for what they need to do to sustain their business, right? Just keep it afloat. What do you need to do to take care of the clients that you have? What do you need to do to turn any of the prospects that you've got into customers or at least nurture those relationships? What can you do to defer or cut expenses? What can you do to generate some revenue? Maybe you need, we've heard so many businesses shifting what they offer. Beyond that, you need to think about what the business is going to look like when we come out of COVID-19. I mean, you're talking about somebody listening to this 90 days from now. You know, God willing, we are starting to see the other side of that. But our way of life, how we do business, so much of that will have changed. And you need to be willing to prepare your team your business, your customers for what business is going to be like now. Don't put your head in the sand and just wait. You know, and I think that clarity is a catalyst. How do we gain clarity in your opinion right now with such unknown? Go for it, Mary. So right after 9-11, I was in command of an organization at 9-11. And I have to tell you that it was such an honor to be military during that time. And here's why. My civilian friends were home glued to the TV paralyzed into inactivity. And if you remember 9-11, you were home, you were locked home, and you felt helpless. You felt as though you had no control and you were terrified. The military perspective was a little bit different. We had a plan. We have contingency plans. So because of that, we were able to take action. And this is one of the things I'm talking to my leaders about right now. First, you need to give your people a plan of action to move forward. Action kills fear. Right now, people are feeling fearful, they're feeling uncertain, they're feeling as though they're wallowing as victims with this whole virus thing going on. And yes, it is affecting some people very, very badly and very seriously, and we are not mitigating that at all. But the problem is we as leaders have to take control over what's going on around us. We can't control it. And Meredith and I both say this, if you can't control it, what do we do, Meredith? Forget about it. Yeah, push it aside. Let yeah. it go. Right. Move on. Yeah. You gotta let it go. Yeah. You're trying to do the impossible, right? Yeah. And, and that's it's impossible. You you can't do that. So if somebody's not equipped to think like this, how can you guide them if they don't have a contingency plan? I mean, if they're not a strategic thinker, is there something that you can support or offer? Yeah, there's um I just read an article this morning on it's not too late to build your contingency plan and everything that you need to be doing right now to to build your contingency plan. Mary and I are the mother load of articles and tools and resources. The moment you find us on social networking, you'll get all those things. But one quick tip, this really isn't brain surgery. It's not that complicated. You need to get three of your team members. If you don't have a team member, if you're a small business owner, get three of your peers and just start asking questions. 
yeah. and talking. They've shown with neuroscience that if we, um, when we ask questions, we start to open up different neuro pathways and we start to find opportunity. So instead of saying, I'm so worried, I'm so scared, I probably can't do business how I do it right now, you change that to, you know, it's kind of interesting. I bet things are going to change. What will business be like? And how, if my business changed, what would that look like? And you just start that conversation and the ideas will start to flow from there. Tell people, don't start scratching at the wall. Don't jump at anything too fast and really think your way through this and the, the path will come. I agree. Yeah. Mary, how about you? So Meredith and I have talked about this before and I use the word pivot as well. And we've talked about this. Yeah. And, and when I talk about pivoting, it means first off, there will never again be normal. Like what we experienced three weeks ago, that has shifted forever. We have altered how we live, how we interact and how we work forever. It will never be a, a normal like we knew three weeks ago. So number one, we have to get over that part. Now, some people adapt to change better than others. And the human brain, the habenula is hardwired to not like change. But once we do get the change, we adapt fairly quickly. That's what's great about people. But the second part of this is we have to give our brain, again, something to focus on. So we say, wow, there's all these obstacles to my business. What am I going to do? Here's obstacle number one, two, three, four, five. Again, I love Meredith's idea that you get a couple close friends together, a couple peers, other people you can trust and say, okay, if this is the worst case scenario, what would be my solution to this problem? And then you work backwards from there. So you say, what's the very worst that could happen? I could lose my business. My employees would all be out of work. I would be destitute. I'd be on the street. You know, whatever the worst case scenario is for you. And then you work backwards and go, okay, how likely is that? Well, it's not that likely. So then what is the best possible case scenario? And then you look at that and say, okay, reality is probably somewhere in between. So what do you do next? And for every obstacle that you have, you brainstorm on the solution. So here's the magic of our brains. It loves the solution. It wants the solution. And it wants something to focus on that's positive. That's why some this negativity that we're hearing all over the place is so unhealthy for us because our, it gives our brain that to focus on instead of solutions. So for every obstacle, okay, I could lose my business, but I probably won't. It just might be downsized. What does mm -hmm. that look like? Then what are the solutions I need to implement now to save my business, move forward, serve my customers better, serve my clients, and provide greater value. Oh, I love it. And, you know, you're absolutely right. I mean, just two pivotal words, frustration solution, right? Two sides of the paper. What, what are the frustrations I'm having? And then give yourself the ability to kind of push the reset button, walk away, and say, okay, based on that frustration, now what is a solution that can be created to get, get me to the next step and whatever that next step is? And I think that's an, just a huge piece of advice. And, you know, everybody's going to be clamoring at, you know, what to do because it's so unknown, right? And now's the most pivotal time for people, for leaders to be the best leaders possible. And even leaders are struggling. What are you witnessing from a leadership standpoint in, in this space? You know, I think that a lot of leaders are, first of all, they're afraid and they're letting their own fear get in the way. I mean, the one thing that you need to do now is really, you you cannot control the future and you've got to put those things um, back on the shelf, you know, on the back shelf. And you've got to focus really on what your team needs in order to be successful. And that's beyond the traditional leadership piece. But something that I want to go back to that you just said that I think is important for leaders and for everybody else is you picked up on the fact that we said to step away. 
And you, you really do need time. You need, a, it takes a lot of energy to get through a crisis, right? We've all been there where we've had a loved one pass away, somebody in our family be sick, we've had economic downturn. It takes a lot of energy. And you need time for yourself to, um, if you're allowed to leave the house, to go for a hike or just go sit in your backyard or spend a little bit of time with your kids. Really learn to understand yourself and what pours energy back into you so that you have the energy to to get through this. And I, I fear that's one thing that leaders really aren't doing is understanding that, you know, that age old saying of you got to put your mask on first. Oh, love it. And, and you're absolutely right. I love to Meredith, how you're sharing and validating that it's okay as a leader to step out for just a minute. And um, I think that's necessary. And, and not only today and what we're facing, but this, that's a lifelong skill. I think yeah. a good leader knows knows their limit and knows when they need to step out. They also know when they need help. I mean, it's terrible to say that there's good things about the situation, but there are some good things that will come out of it. And we will see this hopefully in 60, 90, 180, you know, 365 days, whenever this, this crisis aspect has passed. But many of the leaders that I have worked with in the past have reached out and said, I just need you to talk me out of the tree, like the cat that's stuck in the tree. I need to be that person who talks me out of the tree because I can't see the next branch. I need somebody else to be looking at this objectively, make sure that I'm doing the right things or not doing the right things and help me out. So what I'm seeing that's very positive is more people are reaching out to other people to help each other. And I do love that. And in the end, I think this is going to make really great businesses even stronger because their leadership is having to step up. In many cases, you, you know this, Marlo, that many people have never really been pushed as leaders because things have been so easy for the last 12 years. Right. If you get a business, you were making money. This was easy. And now all of a sudden, things are not so easy. And this is the difference between a great leader and a um, not so great leader. The not so great leaders are going to have a real hard time and probably not be around in another year or two. The great leaders are going to emerge. Their businesses will be intact. And it is going to be because they have reached out to trusted people to get great advice and make great decisions at the right time. Oh, I agree. And I think it also goes back to the basics, the basics of leadership. I don't think it makes it, you know, we don't need to do things harder. It's just kind of pulling, what are those core basics? What are those three to five strategies that you've implemented that have been highly effective for you and go back to those basics? Because it, that's going to give you, like Meredith said, you know, that level of ease and um, remove the resistance, which I think is very powerful in itself too. So as yeah. we're kind of coming into this close, tell us about the course that you guys have built. What does that look like and where can we find it? Yeah, so basically you can find it on our website, whocomesnext.com. Is that right, Mary? Did I yes. say it right? Yes. <laughs> All of a sudden I couldn't, I want to make sure I got it right. So, um, but basically the course is, um, we're really excited about it. It really comes out in three versions. Number one is you can do independent study and it's, it's a series of um, 18 videos, very short videos with incredibly valuable downloads that you can really walk through the course at your own pace and you leave that course understanding everything that you need to do to build a succession plan that really goes at every single level of your organization. It answers all your questions and more. And I'm going to tell you about the VIP package and then let yeah. uh, Mary tell you about the platinum. The VIP package is that's a one level up. You get the entire course, but you also get some one-on-one -on -one support from us. We have coaching packages and accountability uh, group and some really 
one-on-one -on -one deep dive sessions where we help you put together your plan. And then Mary, what about the platinum level? So the platinum level is really exciting because everything is customized to your organization. Whether you are a family-owned business that's been around for 100 years, a mom and pop down the street and you're not really sure what to do next, or a Fortune 500 company and you're looking at building out 4,000 different job descriptions. The Platinum Package is all about you. We have a year-long how to build your bench of leadership, skills development, competencies, assessments, all of that, and we put it all together for you. And the Platinum Plan, because it's totally customized to you, for some people it's six months, for other people it's 18 months, but you get both of us, we show up on site, we do personalized assessments, we do coaching, mentorship, we put groups together, we build out your leadership development. And what we do is we prepare your organization for where it's going to be in 10 and 20 years in the future. Mm, fantastic. So this is more than just a virtual space. It's actual in the room type of coming together. Yes? The online course is of course in an <clears throat> online world and that's all independent. And then that second tier, there's some of us guiding you. Okay. And then that third tier, we do use online resources. We've got several online courses that we help people walk through, run through, so that it's, again, catered to them, customized to them. But we also, in all three of those, we bring in all of the forms, tools, templates, and checklists that we've created over the last several years that really help our leaders with the development they need. That's phenomenal. Okay, so what's the hub? Because we're coming into the close. Everything is on the website or how, how else can we find you? So the website is whocomesnext.com and that's everything succession planning. You can also find me, Mary Kelly, at productiveleaders.com and if you go to forward slash free, that goals, objectives, obstacles, and some of those business plans are all there. They're free. They're a total download just for your folks and there's no sign in or anything weird. I try not to stalk people who don't want to be stalked. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Meredith, how about you? You can find me at valuespeaker.com, just the terms valuespeaker.com. I believe if you build your network, you change your life. So if you connect, I will connect back. And if you go to my website, you go under resources there, you can find, again, just a plethora of free tools and resources. I think between Mary and I, you can't believe two people can create so much stuff. Oh, I, yes, I can. Yes, I can. Well, what a dynamic duo. This has been an absolute delight. Meredith, again, thank you for your long standing relationship and partnership in business. And Mary Kelly, what a delight having you as well. And I'm just excited to share it with the audience. We'll be putting these things in our show notes and so people can link to them. So you can also find more about Meredith Elliott Powell and Mary Kelly on our website at marlohiggins.com, where you can connect to their resources and add them to your circle of influence. Team, it has been a delight. Thank you so so much. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. And if this episode left you feeling inspired, you can join us over on our Performing Get Paid Facebook community where we'll engage, interact, and answer all of your questions. This is Marlo Higgins, your host and Chief Inspirational Officer. Have an awesome rest of your day. Thank you. Did you enjoy this podcast? If so, subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends. As your Chief Inspirational Officer, I coach passionate entrepreneurs like you to achieve complete confidence and clarity to reach your one-year goal in 90 days. Learn how you can get more done in less time with my number one proven formula for consistency and clarity. Simply go to go.marlohiggins.com to download. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you next week on 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo.